Hey, this is Pauline, and I told you my sister-in-law was going to be that, Denise, and this is going to be update, and then we're going to talk about some men's stuff. Um, my husband's doing really good. He hasn't drank in over three weeks, so um, I'm hoping that it continues, but uh, I've had nothing but good reports on him, so everything is doing good in my part. Got over some sickness. It was only for a day. Anyway, now my sister-in-law is going through something, and we're fixing to talk about it and then ask some questions and see if y'all want to answer. Take it away. Okay. Hi, I'm Denise. I'm Pauline's sister-in-law. I woke up and came face-to-face -face with some truce that I didn't know about and it's about my husband texting another female that he knows he knows her through my late cousin um, and it's been going on for more than a year back in April he accused me of cheating uh, talking to various men and posting some descriptive half-naked pictures on Instagram three days after my birthday. I, along with my sister-in-law, proved that all of that was fake. I closed my Instagram account down. I no longer have Instagram. He's been talking to this female for more than a year. He's been in her house. He's telling her she's beautiful. Hopes her day is as good as her ass looks. She looks like a dude. She's older than I am. She's older than me. And um, I, I just, I'm dumbfounded. And of course he tells her good morning beautiful and wishes he was there with her instead of at home. He spends more time at the feed store that her and her sister own. And would rather be there than at home with me. So, my question for all of you women, and men too, because this can affect anybody. If your spouse, the person you've been married to for 10 years, been together with them for 11, was talking to another person, telling them how good they looked and hope their day was as good as their ass looked, wish they could be there instead of home, um, telling them lies about how they told you they would get divorce papers and sign them and all this private intimate stuff and then tell you that oh they're just joking around they're all jokes but there's no lol lmao lmfao none of that um or laughing faces accompanied with it it seemed to me like it was a discussion between two lovers how would you all take that I tell you, as a cheating motherfucker, because I'm gonna tell you now, I'm not putting Why? up with it. I put up with a lot of shit from him, but yet he yeah. wants to sit there and lie and say it's just joking. So obviously he doesn't want to be there too bad with her, because anybody that's gonna sit there and deny it is gonna say something like, "Yeah, that was me." But they always try to get out of it. And so. my whole thing is, if you're a grown up, why lie? It's right there. I took snapshots of 
the conversation. It's like that song, It Wasn't Me. It Wasn't Me. But I took snapshots of the conversations and sent them to my sister. Oh, yeah. I got them. And I also sent them to my daughter's dad. And I sent them to my email. Because I didn't want him to have any way, shape, or form of weaseling out of what he did. And telling me he's just joking is a bold-faced lie. I know he's lying. And I've been feeling he's been changing. All of a sudden, he stopped calling as much. He stopped texting as much. He lies about what he's doing. He doesn't let me know shit. You know, and I'm, I'm just like whatever about it because, you know, he's put me through hell. This past year, he has put me through absolute hell. I turned myself inside out and walked around on eggshells for him to tell me that he wasn't in love with me anymore. And then he was in love with me, but it wasn't as strong as it was before. And I'm to the point where I just don't give a shit anymore. He can do whatever he wants to. But I let him know he was never touching me again. Because I don't know if he's had sexual relations with this person. And I'm sorry if he has. I don't know where she's been. I don't know who's been in her. I don't want to know. That's not my business. My business is what my husband is doing. And if he's out there diddling around in the pool, I don't want nothing that he might have that bleach won't get rid of. Point blank. So how many of you have had this and... If this were to happen to you, would you believe it's just a joke? I know, and I know, because my ex did that shit. And I don't. I was it. on the phone, and the phone did something, and um, whenever he's flipped over, I could hear the whole conversation, and then he tried to lie. I think I just repeated the conversation. I to just you. don't understand why men are that idiotic. Any significant other is that idiotic. Because they don't want to get caught. Well, he's caught up. And it's on him. Honestly, to me, if he wants to leave, then he should just freaking leave. Bye. But um, if he's going to sit there and lie about it, then there's a reason why he's holding on. Because he don't want to be alone. And she won't... No other female in their right mind would put up with the shit that look, he's put me look, look, look. Dude, don't shower. But once freaking every two weeks. Wore the same underwear for freaking days. Same clothes. Oh my god, y'all just don't know. Same clothes. He got caught up on video by a, well, I don't even know if it was a dude, but the picture was a girl. But he was doing some stuff in the bathroom and got caught up. And then she was blackmailing him. And he was, swears he was hacked. <laughs> hacked my ass. <laughs> because then still photos of the video were sent in a group chat to me and three of his cousins. And like, my sister can do a whole lot better than him. I don't even understand why. He just irritates me. Freaking lying all the time. I knew he was lying. Freaking. And the way he's cheated me in the past year has changed too. And he goes and Tells his mama all kinds of lies. All kinds of lies. And starts trouble that shouldn't even be there. We rent from his mom and dad. And so is my sister-in-law. And we all have, you know, an uneasy relationship with the in-laws. Because of, of 
Michael. His mouth. Yep. Because of him and his lies. And I've put up and put up and put up, and I'm tired of being, you know, putting up with. I oh, and he started to. drinking. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a new thing. My husband and I had a rule that we wouldn't drink unless the other one was present, especially in mixed company. Meaning he wouldn't drink with females and I wouldn't drink with guys. Because it was a respect thing for the both of us. I understand if he wants to have a drink with the guys. I get it. Totally get it. But this female is buying him beer. He's buying beer for him and this female. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? You don't drink. Now I know why his stomach has done lapped over his freaking belt loops. <laughs> He's got a Dunlap belly because of the beer he's drinking. Yeah, he's gained a lot of weight. And I'm just sitting here like, what the hell? And he doesn't want me to lose weight. Now I know why. Because he's fucking around. And I've told him before. Do not fuck around and find out with me because I'm not the one. <laughs> See, didn't I tell y'all? This family's got drama. More drama than needs to have drama. I hate this shit. I hate drama. I hate this. He said, she said bullshit. I'm too old for it. 43 years old. I don't need it. I have one child. She's 15. And no, he is not the dad. Thank God. He's younger than my kids. <laughs> younger than my kids. I think I have two kids that are younger than him, and that's it. And they're 18, and the, my other one that y'all know about that passed away would be 24 right now. And so, yeah, he's way younger than her. <clears throat> and he's missing somebody old enough to be his mama, or older. She's older than you. See? And I got, oh, I got eight kids, ranging from 38 to 19 and he is 30 what 33 <laughs> some bullshit I'm telling you i didn't really think that he had it because i didn't think anybody would actually want to touch him but obviously this butch woman and i'm not saying anything about because you know i'm bi so, and I don't have a problem with anybody being gay or whatever, but she looks like a dude. And he walks like he's gay. And I'm sorry, but you went from a female to someone that looks like a dude. So, I don't know. Each around. Maybe I'm just talking about But anything, you know, that y'all want to ask, you know, hit me up at PaulineMoxleyGmo.com. Or you can hit me up on the site. But how about them Cowboys? Was that not a messed up game? I'm a Raiders fan. And there's a, some of us that are thinking that the game was rigged. And us old timers, we don't like to lose. that. We don't like to win that way. Because it wasn't fair. There's some real bullshit calls on the Cowboys. Even though that's the first Thanksgiving game. That we've ever won against the Cowboys. It was still. There was some really bad bullshit calls. Poor 29 got fucking called on so many damn times. It was ridiculous. And it seemed like they couldn't get through one play without 
freaking 50,000 so I got mad. I was mad. I had to freaking turn the TV off. And then I could hear it in the other room. That's why I didn't watch it. Because I, I was knew mad. I would break my TV. Oh my god, I was mad. My, I could feel my blood boiling on that last freaking, the yeah, last when call they when doing... they took our last touchdown away. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Oh my god, I was so mad. I freaking, oh. I'm going to tell you, for a Raiders fan, it was hilarious hearing her, how bad she was. But that's the thing about me and my sister. We can sit there and disagree. But we still, at the end of the day, we love each other. Yeah. And we talk some shit about each other's teams. <laughs> I call them the cowgirls. I call them crybabies. The Raiderettes. So, I mean, we're just, we're a lot alike. We're very much alike. But, yeah, we, we've been through some shit this past year, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Trauma-filled crap. Well, um... Like I said, if y'all want to ask questions or y'all got any replies for her, just hit me up. We're not going to freaking bring you down with all the bummer shit because um, this is the holidays. But if you are upset about the holidays or depressed, you know, you can always leave a message and we'll talk to you um, next week, though. Um, I know the uh, podcast haven't been on a regular basis because of everything going on, but I will get it there. Just hang with me, and I got a lot going on, trying to freaking do. We got a business and everything else trying to open, but, um, I hope y'all have a good vacation, and we will see you next week. Hi, this is Pauline, and I'm here with Denise because you don't know how to say her name. Without me saying something. Shut up. Um, it's one of those days, everyone. Uh, we're going to talk a few things. First, um, we're not little kids. I know our voice sounds like we are. We've heard our voice. <laughs> we're over the age of 30. We're not little. We're not young. And we're not blonde hair, blue eyed, little yippee yappy people. Anyway, we're going to talk about abuse today, or addiction. Addiction um, with anything. I mean, addiction can be you're addicted to money, you're addicted to drugs, you're addicted to alcohol, you're addicted to sex, you're addicted to TV, food. you're addicted to food. So, if anybody does have an addiction, and, and people treat you different, it's not cool because you can't help it once it becomes an addiction. It's an illness that you actually need help with. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I had an addiction to money at one time. Um, my body was addicted to pills because I had gotten sick and was on treatment for a long time and they had given me these stupid pain pills. And I had to get off of them. And when I did, um, after a lot of other stuff happened that I'll get to later on in a couple of the podcasts, um, I got addicted to um, money. 
Um, but it didn't start out that way. It just started out as a way to uh, support myself <clears throat> and do what I wanted to. And then I was making so much money, I became addicted to it. And um, actually, it was illegal, and I ended up in prison for it. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't stealing or anything. I was in the drug world, um, doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, but I was making a lot of money, and it was, it was addicting, um, and I did serve time for it, and, you know, now that I'm out, and I've been out for a while, long time, um, I got out in 2013, beginning of 2014, I think, and um, I've done good since. Um, it, it takes either someone going to get medical help or psychiatric help or being locked up to stop something if you don't have the willpower to stop it yourself. And um, some people do, some people don't, and I thought I was queen of the world, but I know now that, um, the only thing that matters is if you have good people in your life and your family, and that's what I'm enjoying, is I have my parents and my kids. My husband, I have my all my family and friends back in my life. Whenever it started out, I didn't have hardly any of them. Um, they were trying to show me tough love, and they showed it to me. And back then, I thought it was being just hateful, but it's not. It's actually, I mean, they can't do nothing about it. They just throw their hands up. There's nothing else you can do. But <clears throat> I learned a lot, seen a lot and did a lot and I think it made me a better wiser person um, I know what I want out of life now and what I don't want and I appreciate the people that are in my life that do love me and that do help support everything that I want to do and I try um, to give the same advice and do the same thing you know with kids, my kids, but some of them don't see it that way, just like I didn't. But one day, hopefully, they will. But I'm just hoping that, you know, people do not judge you and um, automatically put you in that corner that you're this bad person because, you know, you have that addiction or you went to prison or something like that when you're not because something takes control of you. And when you get rid of it, you're not that same person anymore you're back to being yourself and people shouldn't hold that against you because you it, you went down a different path for a while um, and if you stayed on that and you become a thief and a liar and a killer and all that stuff I could understand but when you're trying and addiction has a hold of you you need help and when you get that help no one should judge you afterwards after you've come so far to get off of it or away from it and you're done so that is some of my story. So now you're going to listen to Denise's story. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. 
just so everybody knows, <clears throat> my mom knows most of it. It took over 20 years to repair my relationship with my mom. My siblings, we love each other, but there's a lot of unspoken animosity for my actions in the past. I was addicted to anything and everything I could get my hands on. Drug-wise, I drank. Um, I lied, cheated, stole from my own family. I left home a month after I turned 18 because my mom put her hands on me and for the first time in my life I fought back and I hit my mom. Uh, at the age of 18 I was homeless out on my own. I scored a hit of heroin and because I wanted to be numb and not feel anything I overdosed and I did die. Luckily I was brought back, but I had a long road ahead of me. Uh, the withdrawals were horrific and I substituted drugs for the alcohol and that started a new addiction. And it is very, very hard to admit when you're deep in your addiction that you have an addiction. You don't want to feel it. You don't want to know anything. And for a lot of us, we are coming from a place of hurt. Anger. Resentment. Abuse. Feeling alone. Depressed. There's a lot of things that stem into becoming an addict. And nobody tells you that when we do it, it's not because somebody put a gun to our head. No, we don't choose to be addicts, but we do choose to use. Um, and if you have an addict in your life, I'm going to make a suggestion. No, you cannot save them. They have to want to quit for themselves. They have to see what happens and they have to hit rock bottom. And rock bottom is flat on your face with nobody there. I can tell you that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn, but I had to learn it. Uh, my mom definitely gave me tough love. My siblings did. And no, I can't make up for what I did, but I can only be better than I was then. You know, there's always tomorrow, and if you're addicted, um, I'm sorry. Because I know how hard it is. Oh, we got to change places babies up. Which is my little baby. My grandson. Our really badass of a child. This is Yuri. Hello, baby. Our baby. And hopefully we break... The generational traumas and this new generation doesn't go through it like we did I had an addiction of food I got 300 pounds and I lost it I've also you know had an addiction to being skinny because I was told I was fat and I ended up anorexic and bulimic I 
you know, not so much money, but drugs, alcohol, food. I think when we, it all boils down to, and this is what I truly think, unless you've actually been in the place of an addict, you cannot truly know what a living hell it is. We're not like everybody else. We can't just take something and be straight. We have to do it in an overabundance. Or we are in so much psychological and emotional pain that we can't stand ourselves, so we want to numb it. I'm not making excuses, but I am telling you, if you know an addict, they are in pain. Whether it be a prescription narcotic, addiction, you know, heroin, any of that, alcohol is a place of pain. And unless they get help and deal with it and they have to want it for themselves, they're never going to stop. And they cannot stop for you because they'll go right back to it. They absolutely have to want that for themselves. I had to want to get clean and repair my relationship with my mom. And yeah, my mom knows about what happened with the heroin overdose. And it broke my heart to tell her because she's already lost the kid. That's not something you want to hear as a parent. I know I would die. So, uh, my mom knows a lot about it. She knows about the stripping I did at 18 to supply my habit. She knows about the dying and coming back. And it has taken over 20 years. And it's a day-by-day -day thing. There's sometimes I still, if I smell alcohol, I want to drink bad. And I stay away from it. There's alcohol in my house. I won't touch it. Because I know what will happen if I do. And I don't want that ever again. And I'm really iffy on prescription drugs because of being on them and having to detox for three and a half weeks. And that was crap. That was worse than the heroin. I can tell you that now. But if you know an addict, be kind, but be firm and tough love. And don't judge because it can happen to you. Exactly. I never thought it would happen to me, ever. And then, you know, I guess an addict attracts addicts. Yes. And if it runs in your family, addiction is an inherited thing. It's an illness. It's a sickness. It's something in our brains that says, ooh, I like that. Let's do more. And it can be anything. And it, it is a vicious, vicious cycle. I mean, it can be literally anything. Exactly. I mean, you Even can, exercise is an addiction. You can be addicted to um, men or women. Or both. Sex. Freaking. It, food. Alcohol. Drugs. Um, you can be addicted to money. To a lifestyle, mm -hmm. to work, workaholics. Yeah, I would love to be a workaholic again. <laughs> I miss that money. <laughs> right? <laughs> I miss being able to just go, hey, we can go here. I've got the money. Don't ever judge somebody because they're an addict. You don't know what hell they're going through. And unless you've walked a mile in their shoes or been a day up in their head, you have no right or place to judge. But you don't have to tolerate their behavior either. Exactly. You can turn around and walk away. 
you can if you tried to help it, it's not really gonna work because um, they've got to realize that they need the help yeah so you have to pretty much wash your hands of it turn around and walk away if you can't help don't get yourself into it to where they're bringing you down and you're you cannot enable them yeah do not enable because the more you enable the, the more, more they will take exactly it took me dying to get off the drugs and it took a drunken uh, tumble into a ditch on the side of the road and being videotaped for me to say oh god I need to do this I need to get straight and it's taken a lot of therapy and counseling to get over the past traumas of my life there's a lot of things that nobody knows there's a lot of things I will never tell them because that's just it's mine and I have to deal with it but you 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 just can't judge them and you can't enable them and you cannot save them they have to want to save themselves if you know somebody then you can call a 1-800 number they yes. have plenty of them that help the um, family deal with the yes. addicts and they have some uh -huh. that maybe the Here addict you know? they can help the addicts but you can't do it yourself, and you can't do it by yourself. Here, you want some of the Ninas? So, that is what we talked about. Um, no. I hope that it helped anybody, you reached anybody, and understood anybody. Um, we will be back next week with a different topic, and hopefully my sister, one of my sisters, will be here as a guest. She has a lot to say. And she's a preacher, but she's so funny. <laughs> she's a preacher we now. We love her. She's a preacher now. <laughs> she want to know is a preacher, and she, we love her. She's got, she she has a lot she can say because she went from, because we were in that life together. So, um, she went a different way. And she found, you know, homie God. Ooh, dude. But. Anyway, I've got to go change a butt because he's dirty. He's but I'll get back to you next week. And I want to just let y'all know if you are dealing with it, please call to get help. Do not deal with it by yourself. You're never alone. Nope. We're not. We're out of here. Bye. Bye.